Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. So I say what you feel about June, but it highlighted an interesting dynamic you don't see enough on film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, weedy teenage boys? I don't know. Yes. Sons uh- and mums going on adventures together. A little camping trip. But in mummy and me, let's go have a picnic. Yeah. I mean, shame about the circumstances, but it's, it's nice to still <laughs> do that so every now and then. You know, it's all about mums and daughters and dads and sons and stuff, you know? You know what, Lonnie? You're right. It is nice to see that on film. <laughs> Thank you. Well, good morning or afternoon or night or midnight. Feels, Wherever you happen to be. <laughs> it feels like semi-seductive because I am recording this from bed. So I feel like I'm letting the listener in in a very intimate way and I'm not sure I'm comfortable with it. Do you want to explain that or are you just going to keep going from... <laughs> no, we'll just keep going. <laughs> okay. Well, my name's Lonnie. I'm here with Sine, or virtually here with Sine. Hello. I'm not in bed as well. She's in a different bed. I'm sitting in a chair like a normal person. Listen, if I could sit upright, I would, but I cannot at the moment. Okay. Well, but you can still do a podcast, can't you, Sine? I Nothing's going to bloody stop me from ranting pre- about film. <laughs> and you prepared for this time in your life by seeing a bunch of films before you were bed-bound. You saw June. I saw June last year. I've a little bit forgotten it. I think you've a little bit forgotten it as well. But like, let's give it a good red-hot red go. <laughs> every podcast intro is you being like, Hmm, I saw this a little while ago. Let's see if I can remember it. <laughs> well, we need to organise our time better. We need to set you know? expectations low, I think is what you're saying. When Dylan and I saw The Batman, we came to the podcast straight away afterwards. Mm-hmm. And we had some beers at the same time. So I'm sure that turned out perfectly. No issues at all. Yeah. Okay. Sounded good. Sounded good to me. Okay, June though. It's one of the films that was very anticipated in 2021. And some people... June's a weird one for me because there's been a movie and there's been other stuff, miniseries. It's one of those famous novels, but it just seems to me like it's a big, impenetrable sci-fi property, you know? Did you know much about it going in, Sine? No, this was my first encounter with the June property. I hadn't seen the um, original film. I actually didn't know there was a film (laughs) until I watched uh, a video on YouTube, which I will link, talking about Mm -hmm. all the great things in June. Um, I actually came into this thinking I wouldn't like it because you kept saying to me, don't bother. Don't bother <laughs> okay. seeing it. Like, if you don't get to it, don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, okay, it's really awful then. Like, ugh, three hours of sci-fi. Um, I loved it. You loved it? I loved it, and I don't know what your problem is. Hmm, <laughs> okay. Is well, Denis Villeneuve, which we should talk about? Well, as, as, a, as a filmmaking experience... It's great. Great visuals, acting. He's a great director. Don't get me wrong. 
something about it that that impenetrableness was still there for me, unfortunately. But I'm glad you had a good time. I loved it. He also directed Arrival, which was like one of our favorite films ever. Mm-hmm. Prisoners, which we don't really talk about. Good movie though. And Blade Runner twenty forty nine and Sicario, like mm-hmm. great films. And anime, which you didn't like. I get Prisoners and Enemy confused. Yeah, but they both got our boy Jake being a normal, regular guy. So okay, good. <laughs> wait, which one? Wait, which one's the weird one? Prisoners is the one I didn't like. Prisoners is the one with Hugh Jackman. He's Enemy in the bathroom, the one... right? As a prisoner. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Enemy is the one where Jake Gyllenhaal has like a double. He's got to work out what's going on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and there's that, there's that bit at the end. Yeah, yeah listen, 2013, not your best year, <laughs> Denny. But, but still, you know, but still, yes. even the ones we don't maybe perhaps connect with, still great filmmaking. But you like this one. I'm, I'm not surprised. Why? Well, you're not the sci-fi person of the podcast, really, are you? Hurtful. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just spitting truth here. I'm not trying to have a go at you. I'm just thinking you're I not. I mean, I guess not. No. But yeah, then okay. I like sci-fi. Okay, sure. I don't know. Maybe uh, I like every- everything equally. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, everyone I, who I know who's read the book are like, oh, it's the best book ever. You need to read it. I was just like, it's a bit of a bit of a cult-like thing going on. And But having said that, what's the story, Sine? Oh, God. <sighs> right, so Timothy Chalamet's a kid and he's like, he's like Jesus. He's like a messiah who's going to save these people in this fictional... We're in, like, post-apocalyptic... Are we on another planet? I don't remember. There's a war between some people and there's these big sandworm things and Timothy Chalamet has to survive and, like, go through this quest in order to become King Timothy Chalamet or whatever he's becoming. Mm. I think that's a perfect description of the plot. I don't know what you're laughing about. The bit I was laughing about are you trying to work out What's this on Earth or not? There are, well, there are two moons, but then yeah. they're planting palm trees. But I don't know whether they brought them to a different planet or whether everything had died and, like, dried up. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get into spoilers a bit. The thing I probably didn't like the most was the machinations of the plot. Okay. So for that, it was like... So Oscar Isaac is... Timothy Chalamet's dad in this movie. Yeah, he is. Don't know if I bought that. No? Why is that? I don't know. They just seem too too much the same. I think they they kind of because they they've sort of come around around the same time, even yeah. though Oscar Isaac like a bit older, obviously. Yes. But yeah, I know what you mean. You know Australia. what? It's just a bit yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> he's dad, and so there's like an emperor on a different planet, and Oscar Isaac is kind of like. He's head of the House of Treaties. Like I think that kind of means like he's like the head of this planet government. And the Emperor's like, hey, why don't you go to this other planet and take it over and you can sort of like, I guess like colonize it, right? That's the idea is you're going to go there and look after the spice mines. Yeah. But then at the same time, the Emperor is also like launches a fake war sort of thing to like get him. And I'm probably annoying and hurting all the June fans out there listening to this in my, in my explanation, but also in my complaint to you. I was like, if you're the emperor, just like kill him if you don't like him. Like why, why go to all this trouble to like give him a, the fake appointment of this thing just so you can then launch on a, a secret attack strike. It's like, just, just kill him if you. Yeah. Listen, um, I'll be honest. I didn't follow any of that at all. 
I knew that the emperor had done something and like tricked them in some way, but I was too focused on other things. Okay, here's it. You're, you've gone for the vibes, haven't you? But I was trying to follow the plot. I did a vibe check. Okay. I did a vibe check. Look, the, the vibes, vibes are good. Yeah. It's <laughs> so great. I, I'm disappointed. <laughs> like, I watched this at home. I'm disappointed I didn't see it on the big screen. Yeah. Like, the visuals uh-huh. are just oh, incredible. And obviously, June's been nominated for like 10 Academy Awards upcoming. Um, I'm not sure if they will have happened or not by the time this podcast goes out. Anyway, I think it deserves pretty much all of them. Honestly. Yeah. And that was never guaranteed. Like, June has been this for a long time. There has been mm. adaptations of it, but they've never been that well received, you know? No. So there was no guarantee that this film was going to make any money or was going to become a critical success or become an Oscar success. And again, we don't know if it's one of the awards, but being nominated at least for a, a sci-fi epic, it's not the usual fare, is it, for the Oscars? No, but I know what you mean, like they didn't take it for granted, but they did put a lot behind this. Like Hans Zimmer's, you know... Mm-hmm. on board here and it's got everyone in the cast like oscar is like josh brolin one of the jeffs having a nice time um <laughs> zendaya's in it you know jason momoa javier bardem it's like yeah, it's a great cast it's not like they you know thought it was like a cheap indie film that they were making they they gave it a good go i think and i'm glad oh, that absolutely they are getting recognition for that okay just on that mm-hmm. um like so the first thing i'd say is probably that like all those films rattled off from from Denis Villeneuve. Like, I guess you aren't the right to have a swing at June, you know. I think so. So, so I guess in some ways, I'm saying it's not guaranteed, but like, if anyone was ever going to do it with all the right money yeah. and people behind him, it was this time. So it came across, and that's good. And he's spoken about it's like you know, being the one thing he wanted to do and inspired him as a kid and stuff. That that book. So that's so cool. That's terrific. Yeah. I just want to mention you've mentioned um, Jason Momoa. He was great. He was incredible. He, he he's not a guy that I've particularly vied with before. Me I guess either. I, I've liked him, but like he was so great in this, wasn't he? He was like perfect, but apparently the character that he played was really different to how he played it. But I think he was awesome and I loved the relationship between him and Timothy. Yeah, there's a tweet I remember now. It's like at its core, June is about a boy who spends a lot of time with his dad's friends and his dad's workmates. <laughs> Not only that, but he loves a cuddle. He loves yeah. running at people and giving cuddles. He runs to Jason Momoa. <laughs> who else does he run to? I just, I just can't let you keep saying Jason Momoa. We have to talk about his his character's name. Do you, do you recall oh, his name? Um, hold it. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Oh, Duncan Idaho. That's right. <laughs> Duncan from Idaho is here. <laughs> one, of, one of the best sci-fi names. And again, it, that's again that has been talking about, like a guy called Timothy, spelt the way it is, playing mm-hmm. a a sci-fi messiah called Paul. Like, come on, yeah. Timothy Chalamet is the sci-fi name there. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I liked. Liked their relationship. And Jason Momoa, we're in spoilers, so I, I I guess we can say that he didn't make it through. But apparently, that is not necessarily the end in this oh. world. Apparently, apparently. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what happens next, but well, that's the thing I want to talk about today. Oh, okay. Tough story. Part one. Yes. So I did go into this knowing that it was part of a st- like mm. part one. And I mm. think if I hadn't, it would have really annoyed me mm-hmm. because the pacing, it, it kind of did annoy me still because the pacing's way off mm-hmm. because we stopped sort of just at the end of him accepting the call to adventure really. And then he, mm. he crosses the threshold by killing the guy in the gang gang tribe 
I'm not sure what the term is. Well, the, the Freeman, yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. And that, that did bother me because there's no resolution yet, but knowing that it was part one, I was sort of like, oh, that comes with the territory, you know. So did you not know that it was part one of two when you went into it? Was that kept secret from everybody, was it? No, well, I, I guess in the first second of the film they say part one, so, like, they're, they're pretty much saying, hey, we're sticking around. I think, I'm not sure if I remember that going in or not, but I don't particularly mind, but I, I just think I'm responding to the, the unbalanced nature of the story then. Yeah. And... It's like, it'd be great if this was like a mini series or a series where we, this is playing out over several episodes, but it's like, here's the film. It's going to be very long and there's no guarantee we're going to finish off the story because we're not sure if a second one's going to be made. And if it is, it'll be in like five years. That's just kind of huh. interesting way to make a story is to tell half of it and hopefully we come back for the rest. See, but I didn't we, I, see it as that. I didn't see it as, oh, maybe there'll be a sequel in five years. I saw it as we're making the sequel and this is part one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. With a film, you never know if you're going to come back, I suppose, is, is my thing. So they're putting a lot into setting everything up to not have a conclusion. Yeah, I guess so. so. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, I haven't mentioned his mum, Rebecca, Rebecca Ferguson. Ferguson. Mm-hmm. She's always pretty fun, isn't she? She's having a great time. She's terrifying with her voice that she uses, but she's, you know, mm. doing cool things. Yeah, so again, we're not Gene aficionados, but she's got like magic powers and so... <laughs> I think magic powers is a bit reductive. She belongs to... Where does she belong to? Oh, God. Bene Gesserit, which is a sisterhood where they have, like, abilities, mental manipulation abilities, right? Yeah, magic powers. (laughs) Yes, magic powers. Mm. Can I just say, that box scene, one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen on cinema. With his hand in the box, yeah. Wasn't it incredible? I want to watch that. I want that scene to be taught to, like, film students because Mm. I was having a conversation with someone the other day. I can't remember who it was. It was about Game of Thrones. And how I'm reluctant to dive in because of the a lot of the rape scenes that are shown, mm-hmm. and how I think that that's a bit lazy storytelling because we can infer things so much as viewers rather than mm. having to literally show someone being raped. And I feel like this is a great example. Like our imagination can think of things way more horrifying than mm. anything that can actually be shown, Absolutely. and nothing's shown. It's just Timothy's acting. And the box, and an incredible score by Hans, mm. that just make you feel completely, like, petrified by what's happening. 
and it's not explained, which I love. I don't know if that's the case in the book, but it's not like, oh, by the way, in the box there was the feeling of, I don't know, a scorpion tail or whatever or burning mm. or it's just left totally to your own imagination. And I just thought mm. that was an absolutely like engaging, riveting scene. There you go. I loved it. Look, it is well done, isn't it? The whole film. You could pretty much pick any scene. Yeah, about, truly. That scene in particular, but yeah. Um, I want to shout out to the cinematography Please. of this film. Um, in particular, the cinematographer, who's Greg Fraser, mm-hmm. who has really come to my attention because of the Batman that was just released, and you have yet to get around it, but you will soon, won't you, Sinead? Can't really wait. Yes, but he also did June and, like, Nominated for an Oscar at this point in time, potentially mm-hmm. going to win an Oscar for it. But like looking back, it's like, oh, he's, he's filmed lots of the great films in the last couple of years. Like, like say what you will about Rogue One, but it was a good looking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Zero Duck 30, Foxcatcher. He um, did the first episode of The Mandalorian and then set up oh, and a few of the other episodes as well. But like, you know, obviously set up the visual style of that show, which is, you know, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Aussie Boy. So that's even better. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, so, yeah, go on, right? It's so good. Oh, it's, it's incredible. And I know I keep saying Hans, but there is just, it's Hans firstly, but there is just something about those visuals with such beautiful shot composition, a lot of symmetry, mm-hmm. and then this incredible, unique score that comes in. It, like, actually had me. Like, I was like, oh, I got the shivers. Like, <laughs> this go. is incredible. Um Similar to how I felt like an arrival. Remember when the ship arrives? Haha. And it's like mm. this really intense thing and she's communicating with these like blobs and it it was just so incredible. And that's another thing I liked about the film. And I probably need to give credit to Frank Herbert who wrote the novel. But I felt like this the technology was really interesting and not something that I'd seen before in sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Like the ships being like dragonflies and like how their wings work and how that that's like based mm. in logic about how dragonflies fly and um, even the little stinger like wasp thing that comes in, another yeah. terrifying moment. Totally. <laughs> it felt very lived in, didn't it? Yeah. It, felt it just like, felt like this is regular life for these people. This is what what it is here mm. and, yeah, it's new to you, but that's, I don't know, there was just something about it that I really thought was mm. really great. Uh, I my memory, Dave Batista was sort of hanging around in the shadows. I thought he could have done more, yeah, but hopefully was, that's episode two. Or yeah, he was did. wasted a little bit. I also felt, um, oh, who's the guy who had the little dot on his face? He was part of the cult where they were killing the people. He's from something. Not, not Stellan, obviously. No, obviously not Stellan. Stellan was hanging around being creepy He was a little weedy guy who was... Oh, David Dasmalchian, who was Polka Dot Man in... Suicide yes, yeah, yes, yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's in it. He's, he's got a face for this sort of role, hasn't he? He really does. He's in it for like two seconds, and yet yeah. still he manages to be one of the most terrifying people <laughs> in the film. He's incredible. Yeah. Oh, everyone in this cast is bringing their A game, I swear to God. Like, it's just. Well, sorry, just to go back for a second. And I, I agree, sorry, but I just had the thought. Um, when you're talking about the technology, sticking of those fight scenes when he was training with um, Josh Brolin. Yep. With like the armor, yes. that was really cool, wasn't it? That's something I, I confess, I probably haven't seen. Even the sound the that the armor mm. made, like when it was hit, was just so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm fully on board the June hype train, guys. 
Oh, wow. I probably I need to watch it again then. If, you, if you're this into it and I wasn't into it at first, maybe you, I'm the problem. You know what really sold me, because I'm just a parrot that repeats other people's opinions, mm. is I really liked the film, right? And then I saw that um, there was the Cinema Wins video, Everything Great About June, which is the one that I'll link in the show notes. Okay. And just having him go through it and sort of say, how incredible is this? How incredible is that? And you sort of go, you know what? It was pretty incredible. I agree with you. Okay. That really like cemented my enjoyment of the film. And I don't know, just little things that I didn't pick up on that he's able to highlight. And then you're able to be like, oh, yeah, you know. That'll be particularly important in this sort of film where you, you need that sort of the study guide next to the film so you understand. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Can I just say? Overall, I think actors are paid too much, right? And I've had that belief pretty much my whole life. Like it's ridiculous that there's these millionaires out there that are playing and I know it's hard, I know it's a job, et cetera, et cetera. This is the first film I've seen where I'm like, you know what? They 100% deserve it. The amount of sand that would have been going in their eyes, in their (laughs) bodies, like in bits that you don't want sand, Stellan's in like an oil bath, He's probably drunken like two litres of oil having to come up and be all slimy. Mm. Pay them a fortune, honestly. Billions of dollars to them because you could not pay me to film this film. So much sand. Can you imagine getting yeah. sand in your eyes for like the 30th day in a row? Yeah, yeah. I'd be out. I'd walk off the set. I'd be like, no, too sandy. Yeah. And like I'm not a huge fan of sand at like our golden beaches here in Australia let alone You're not gonna like on, it in... on bloody Maracas. Yeah. <laughs> tell you what. I think they shot it in like Abu Dhabi, right? Or did I just make that up? I think they <laughs> shot it somewhere, didn't they? They shot it somewhere, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says Budapest, Jordan, Norway, and Abu Dhabi. Yeah. So no shade to those countries. I'm just saying, let alone on a beach, I'm not, I'm not into sand. So doing it, you know, for months on end, um, no. On a film set. No. Um, no, no good, I reckon. No good. There's one actor we haven't mentioned yet, Sine. Is there? Someone who doesn't get a lot of play. Zendaya. Apart from being in some visions and then sort of awkwardly meeting the person at the very end of the film. And being like, I guess you're going to die. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. But here's a knife. Mm. So I guess we're fans of Zendaya. Like, not, I'm not saying I'm not a fan, I'm just... My YouTube yeah. shorts thinks I'm a fan of Zendaya. Oh, had really? categories and it was like... Makeup, cats, Zendaya. Yeah, like, I mean, you're not yeah. wrong. <laughs> um, no, what I what I say, I mean, I guess I'm just like, for me, I, I turn around one day and, and suddenly she's in every film, which yeah. I'm fine with. It's just like, oh, this is the next star is being made in front of us. Cool. She has the best agent in the world. She's casting everything at the moment, which so is Timothy, though. I guess he's coming off, off his run. I guess his run sort of started with um, Call Me By Your Name, mm. which is big. Thing that blew up yeah, yeah the and, day is great oh She's totally not given and, a lot to do no and that hopefully that would she her story would be broadened in the next mm. one um but yeah like for what she's doing as always knocks out of the park yeah and we're recording this just after we found out the news that florence Pugh will be in part two yeah that's the next video and then everyone's like, oh, she's going to be this character. And people on Twitter and, and online are like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's getting on. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. crazy. I love Lawrence, though, so that's fine for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. um, so maybe, okay, at the very least, I'll watch it again. Will I read the book? I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'd read the book. 
which is crazy coming from both of us who are big readers, but there's just something intimidating about a, you know, mm. thousand page dense sci-fi book with lots of characters to remember that I'm mm. like, oh, I'm tired, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a time in your life where you can do that, but then that's like, maybe not now. How did we do that in school? How do we just like read mm. that many books in school? And then we become adults and we're tired and we can't read anymore. What's that about? Can someone look into that? Thanks. Mm, okay. Thanks. Okay. Shall we wrap up some final thoughts? You're definitely going to be there for number two. You'll be there first day lining up. Uh, yeah, Sleeping out like before. Okay. <laughs> Strange. Watch it. I think you'll surprise yourself with how much you like it. And if you haven't seen Arrival, firstly, watch Arrival. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um. And then maybe watch the YouTube video that I'm going to link. might give you some more appreciation mm. for the film. Yeah, okay. I think it will do very well at the Oscars. I think. You reckon? Okay. Well, I don't know. Really pick up the, the technical awards, you mean? Or? That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Production design, music. I just have a, have a feeling about that. But I'm not sure about the big ones. Maybe it'll win all the technical ones and then mm-hmm. they'll kind of share it around a little bit, which they like to do mm. of recent times. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nominated, not only for all the technical awards, and I think it will clean mm. up there. But, you know, the best picture, but we're going to do our, our wrap-up soon of the Oscars and our predictions. It's a bit of an open year, I reckon. To power of the dog, obviously, but... Yeah, there's a lot of competition this year. It's mm. good. Mm. It's healthy competition, you know? What are you going to rate it out of five? Give it three stars, you know? Three. I'm yes. going to give it... Four. Well, there you go. I think. I really liked it. It was really good. Okay. And that's okay. We respect all opinions around here. <laughs> good. And I guess, yeah, it's, it's is it streaming? Did you stream it or did you did you rent it on? I rented it from service? YouTube, I believe, from okay. Google. Well, there you go. It was very expensive, but then it dropped in price by like $5. And I was like, to be honest, the price that I would spend to drive to a cinema pay for a movie ticket mm. it's probably pretty comparable yeah so yeah the reason i mentioned that is because it's obviously not in the cinema anymore but um who knows it might go again maybe ahead of the, the number two coming out in a couple of years or mm. the oscars um all right well that's been us talking about june sorry oh, we didn't get to it earlier but we oh, haven't you got even something? mentioned our australian pronunciation of june okay <laughs> <laughs> did you not see this on twitter no? What's the story? Rick Morton was talking to his mum about June. Oh, yeah. She was talking about June again with Noni Hazelhurst. Mm. We were talking about June. <laughs> June. That's a running joke on the Weekly Planet. It's like, is it June or is it June? That's a, they they uh, talk about it a lot because we don't say Dune, obviously, down here. Dune. Dune think, just sounds so stupid. <laughs> I, don't know. I think we're right, to be honest. <laughs> okay, well, so now he's keen for more. Yes. I'm keen to watch again to see if she's right or not. I am right. I'm always right. You should know that by now. Okay. (laughs) Um, We hope you've enjoyed listening to our show. We've got lots of other podcasts of the recent Oscar season, some TV shows, all sorts of podcasts going back five or six years now, hey? Too many, some would say. Too many. Not enough. Mm. Are we ever going to stop? We're going to do this forever. I don't know. We haven't had that conversation. (laughs) Maybe we'll have it off the air. Okay. All right, then. Well, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. We are recording now.
Hang on, I can hear a massive truck near you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it gone? Yeah, I can't hear it anymore. Okay, cool. So, Nay, say what you will about this movie. Mm -hmm. It it highlighted a very underutilised... The truck's still gone, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's not like we ever live near the common cheeros, clearly. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.